Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It is 2024, and there's going to be more talk about carbon pricing this year. And I say that noting that Policy Options has a good piece in it. What is Policy Options? Well, it is a digital magazine of the Institute for Research on Public Policy. And in it, Trevor Toome and Jennifer Winter write that rising inflation has put a significant financial strain on many households. They go on to say in October of 2023, for example... Average consumer prices were more than 15% higher than they were immediately before COVID. Essential items such as shelter and food have seen sharp rises, about 20% for uh, shelter, 23% for food. That's over the past three years. At the same time, as we know, Canadian governments, federal, provincial and territorial, have increased the stringency of their climate policies and... They point out some people have drawn a connection between these two facts, suggesting that climate policies such as carbon taxes are behind recent affordability challenges. Well, maybe there's a continuum and to what degree they might be. Uh, I don't know if it's yes or no, but let's get to the bottom of this with one of those authors, Trevor Toome, who is a professor of economics at the University of Calgary. Trevor, thanks for joining us. Really great to be here. Thanks for having me on. No, our pleasure uh, pleasure is all mine. And I really am glad to see somebody has taken a look at this and uh, made some of the connections between what we say when it comes to some of these taxes and what may in fact be true. So what have you found? Well, we took the latest data from Statistics Canada that not only tracks how much we spend on a variety of goods and services throughout our day-to-day life, but also how much energy and other inputs each of those goods requires and so on up the supply chain. So carbon taxes are intentionally meant to increase the price of things that emit greenhouse gases, and that's for the most part fuels when we burn them. And so that obviously affects um, individuals purchasing gasoline or natural gas and so on, but it also affects businesses because it raises costs and, and whatnot. So the logic being put forward by some to say that the reason for the rising prices that we're seeing in Canada is carbon taxes is It has a flavor of truth to it, but the quantity, the magnitude of the effect is really quite small. So what we wanted to do is put some numbers on that. So for BC, uh, we find that food, for example, to take one of the items, is about 0.3% higher in price on average compared to what it would be in the absence of a carbon tax. So that's much much smaller than the over 20% increase in food prices that we've seen over the past year and a half. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, some of these increases are just a matter of, I think it's more someone saying, why should we see any increase right now when we've got so many other inflationary pressures? So there's that. But also, uh, there are those rebates. And 
I think the question comes down to, are the rebates actually fixing anything or are they kind of just being thrown out willy-nilly? Well, great question. So these rebates are not a refund of carbon taxes that we pay, right? We're not keeping our receipts and itemizing all the carbon taxes that we pay and submitting it for a, for a refund to the government. It's, it's really a lump sum of cash that goes to individuals and families directly uh, each quarter to your bank account, depending on what account you use to follow your taxes. And for most households, that rebate is higher than the overall amount of carbon taxes that each household pays. It addresses the affordability concern that carbon taxes might create in the form of higher prices by increasing people's income. And and whether for whether for you or for me or any given individual, the rebate does actually increase our income more than what we spend in carbon taxes, that depends on how much energy we use. Yeah, um, and I don't know if the rebates uh, go to relieving some of that or if we take it and we spend the money on smokes and lottery tickets. Well, it, it really yeah. doesn't matter to me at <laughs> all at the end of the day. It's just a matter of we're getting a rebate for something that is it actually working. Well, the intent of the carbon tax is to raise the price of some goods more than others, uh, the emissions-intensive goods more than not, in order to create an incentive to change behavior. And the rebate is a lump sum. You could spend it on, as you say, whatever you want, um, popcorn, uh, beer, movie tickets, whatever. And to the extent that you're not recycling that additional income all into buying more fuel, then the behavioral change is such that emissions do decline. And BC is an interesting example where we have about 15 years, uh, a little over that, of data on broad-based carbon pricing and researchers have indeed found that emissions in BC are about somewhere between 5 to 15 percent lower than emissions would have otherwise have been had BC never implemented its carbon tax in the first place. Now, Professor, I know that this has been a really expensive past year, past three years, I guess, really. And there are so many reasons for that. And many of those reasons may disappear. And we hope that they will disappear. But one thing that is not going to disappear is the carbon tax. And in fact, Mm. we're going to see even more of that. So what you have found in the past, is that not necessarily going to increase uh, the chance or the percentage of your your money that's going to uh, make things more expensive? It's going to be to the carbon tax? It will indeed increase all of the effects that we're measuring here. So if we double the value of that carbon tax, uh, then we're roughly doubling the increase in prices that we estimate here. But keep in mind, we're also doubling the rebate as well. And so the, the effect of carbon pricing, our main point is that it is not a material factor behind why overall consumer prices have increased over the past year and a half. So if if we want our governments to tackle the affordability challenge, then eliminating the carbon tax is not itself going to be a way to actually make a big dent in the problem. Now, one can certainly disagree with carbon taxes. Our our point is not to say that one should uh, support them or, or not. It was really just to crunch the numbers to see what fraction of the overall inflation that we've been seeing can be attributed to things like carbon taxes. Is it outside of the scope of this to even ask a question if the tax would do anything? 
in terms of lowering emissions. Of lowering emissions, can you, well, to put it uh, bluntly, can you change the weather by increasing a carbon tax? Well, we can certainly change behavior by creating incentives to do so. And we do see that in, you know, not put aside carbon taxes, people and businesses respond to prices. We look at price tags and then we make a decision about whether or not to purchase something or not. And sometimes that is easier to do than other times. So we might have a fixed commute. You know, we don't have a lot of flexibility over our fuel use, but over time, we do make choices around which vehicles to purchase, which appliances to have in our homes, and so on. So carbon taxes are meant just to create that incentive, uh, and incentives do matter. You know, this is this is at the core of of economics, and and not just in the realm of environmental policy, but right across the board. Now, again, there's pros and cons to it. You know, it it uh, is visible and therefore psychologically painful in the same way that the GST is. Right, that is not a very popular tax relative to more invisible hidden ones like the corporate income tax. Now, my um, knowledge of economics never went past the first-year university level, but I seem to remember <laughs> Economics 101 talking about elastic and inelastic yeah. things. And uh, the question would come up when it comes to gas. Is gas mm-hmm. elastic or inelastic? Meaning, yeah. are people able to cut down or reduce, or is it something that's always going to be a constant in the terms of their need? Great question. And and indeed, energy in general, gasoline and natural gas in particular, these are inelastic products, which means that a price change is going to lead to a less than proportional change in quantity. But, but and this is important, they're not perfectly inelastic. So behavior of some people can respond, not everybody, but some people in the economy have options to uh, carpool, uh, not drive uh, to the same degree that they do, uh, adopting more fuel-efficient vehicles, right? Not everyone can do that, but some people can. So throughout the whole economy, you do see some behavioral response, but it's not necessarily large, right? And that comes down to, as you note, how elastic the item is. When it comes to these type of taxes, it's not only a question of what's happening in our own country at the local, Mm -hmm. provincial, and federal level, but it's happening south of the border when it comes to taxes. It's certainly happening in Europe and around the world. Where do we stack up in terms of our policies when it comes to taking a stronger approach to carbon taxes? Yeah, so that is important because we are not making policy in a vacuum and we are a small open economy right canada in general and so that that means that we need to think about what our trading partners are doing in terms of their uh climate stringency because we would never want a situation where a business shifts activity elsewhere where climate policies are laxer uh so then we wouldn't get the emissions benefit globally and canada would have an economic costs. So if we look at, say, the European Union, they do have a broad-based carbon price implemented through a, a cap-and-trade system. It's currently trading at about 80 euros uh, per ton. So in Canadian dollar terms, that's about $117 per ton. And for context, you know, we're at 65 right now, going to 80 in April. So the EU does have a higher carbon price. Now, looking at the United States, they have no carbon tax or carbon price at all, but they do have 
other policies. And that's important to keep in mind. The, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is a really... They do have state policies named, when it comes do, to yeah. emissions and mm-hmm. things like in California when it comes exactly, to the automobile. Exactly. That's right. That, they have a cap and trade there. And, it, and, and that's economy-wide. Quebec is integrated with it as well for example. So what matters is not the carbon price itself, but the overall set of climate policies. And the U.S. has ratcheted up the amount of stringency that it has undertaken. We're talking with uh, economics professor Trevor Toome at University of Calgary. Sorry to interrupt you on that, but I'm curious to know if there's going to be a follow-up to what you wrote about here. Are you doing any more research? What's coming up? We are, we are indeed doing more. So this is just a small snippet of results of what we are putting together, which is going to be a more detailed examination of carbon taxes by product and alternative measures that governments might want to think about to alleviate affordability concerns. Like BC, for example, its rebate is far less generous than what we see elsewhere in Canada. So BC uh, has, uh, I guess, a bigger, if you will, affordability concern than Alberta does for the same carbon price. We'll be unpacking those kind of details. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for spending time with us and outlining some of your findings here. By the way, it is all contained in the um, Policy Options, which is a digital magazine for the Institute for Research on Public Policy. You can find it. Trevor Toome is the name of one of the two writers. By the way, Trevor Toome is T-O-M-B-E if you're looking it up. Thanks so much, Trevor. Thank you. Take care.